1: I mean, it's going to get chippy. You know, there's going to be elbows. There's going to be bad fouls. It's the finals. You know, guys are going to lay everything on the line for this moment. And, um, you know, you don't take it personal, obviously. You know, we know what's at stake. Uh, But it's probably going to be even more intense on Monday. So we're prepared for it. And um, it's going to be a fun night.
2: That is Golden State Warriors forward Clay Thompson, Matthew Collar, or is he a guard? Guard forward? I don't know. I guess he could play both. Clay Thompson, Matthew Collar, Ryan Gates, and Nate Geary here. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. And I've got a ton to get to. Joe Caparoso at 1210 will talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick's situation and Rex Ryan. He is from TurnontheJets.com. I suggest. Checking out his website, we'll speak to him. And we're going to talk a lot about Rex today and what Jim Kelly had to say on the Jim Rome show earlier this week. But as we were talking before the show, I like to come in and talk with Ryan and talk with Nate and just figure out which topic I get most excited about. All right, guys, we've got Stanley Cup Final, we've got this OJ documentary, we've got the Rex comments... We've got Gordy Howe passing away. And, and which one of these things do we want to start right out with? Which one do I get most excited about? And last night's game between the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the Warriors finish it out. They take a three games to one lead. And it looks like they'll be able to win the NBA Finals for the second straight season. And I, I had a thought last night as the Warriors. And it was a great game all the way through. Had a thought last night. That if the Warriors finish this out, that if it doesn't end up being another 3-1 comeback like Golden State needed to beat Oklahoma City Thunder, will people stay with it? Because this year has been the year of the NBA. From the very start of the season, we knew it was going to be LeBron and Curry, but people tuned in to see the freak show that is the Warriors, that is Steph Curry. He became a transcendent figure for people who didn't even like the NBA that I heard from all sorts of hockey fans that I know who said, I only tune in when it's the Warriors because they are so fun to watch. And last night we saw that for the first time in this series, the warriors The Warriors, the ones that everyone tuned in to see. But I wonder, does it become boring at some point? If they win here, do people lose interest as they go forward? I know this happened to me, guys, with the Lakers. That it was, oh man, Shaq is so dominant. This is amazing to watch. And then we got into championship number two. And we got into championship number three. And it could have been this way with LeBron if if he had stayed with the Heat. And if they had won three, four in a row, if the Warriors didn't come along, I think that storyline would have petered out. Even by the second Miami Heat uh, championship, it was already boring when they won their second one with LeBron I wonder if people will stick with it. We've enjoyed this ride, but will a lot of people say, especially here in Buffalo where the ratings have been high and have done even better at times than the NHL playoffs and the Stanley Cup finals, if people will say, well, that was fun, I'm going home now.
3: I do think it'll kind of be that way because it's been the chase for history as well this year with the Warriors, and it's only every once in a while you get a team who is going to be like this and has been so dominant all year round. And to watch, you don't get that too much in sports anymore. It's all about parity. It's all about evening the field with teams, all about salary caps now. And when you get a team that's truly dominant like this, they're going to draw the fans in and really bring people together around, we could be watching history here. And that's what the Warriors have done this year. And if they win the title, they'll have completed that and after that it's going to be all right do i really care anymore like they already made the history they they can't really do much more are they going to win every single game next season which seems impossible so right how do not you top do this? that yeah. how do you top it and So I think there are going to be fans who eventually tune out because there's not going to be that we are watching history in the making right now factor.
4: Yeah, I think the parody point's a good one too, Ryan, because when you look at the league now, it really kind of seems like everyone's just creating their own version of the big three that Boston really kind of came out with, and that was the the template to how to win in the NBA and be a really good team is to have a big three, and now you have a changing landscape in the NBA. Kevin Durant, what if he leaves? What if he goes and joins somebody? What if he joins the Warriors which has been like talked about and that would be crazy to me and how could you get better well if you get Kevin Durant then you're kind of a better team than you were last year
2: well my question is will people decide that they've had enough they've enjoyed the run and jump off or I I can only think of a few teams or players that have brought people in that weren't already there and by the way hockey doesn't have too many of these but uh Tiger Woods and Mark McGuire slash Sammy Sosa came to mind right away. And what they have in common is golf fans never really left. Golf fans are still there now. The base that Tiger Woods built from the fans that grew up now. I was just shooting hoops the other day at the park, and I hear little kids playing, yelling, Curry! Curry! And I wonder about. They're yelling yeah, Curry. They now are now yelling Kobe? now. And Kobe is dead. It is Kobe's Curry. Kobe's gotten taken yep. over. Oh, Kobe man. has been taken over. It is now Curry. I see Golden State Warriors jerseys around. And I, I wonder if maybe the people that are old school hockey fans that decided to just tune in and check it out, maybe they'll jump off board. But what the Golden State Warriors have built might be something to the effect of Tiger Woods and Mark McGuire that, for for myself, Before Tiger Woods came along, golf was boring. I mean, golf was for old white dudes. It was like, who are these sort of of out-of-shape guys with ugly pants who were playing this super boring sport? That I'm taking a nap during on a (laughs) Sunday afternoon. It was for your grandpa. But as soon as Tiger Woods came along and started dominating the way he did... I wanted to watch every time he was on TV, and I never really left. I don't watch every round of golf that happens, but every major, and not just because of my job, every single major, I am dialed in Thursday through Sunday, every day, and the next wave of golfers that have come along post-Tiger – play the style that Tiger played. It was When he came along and started hitting the ball farther than everybody else and running away, putting up these great scores, and now you see the players today, your Bubba Watson, your Rory McIlroy, and they can hit the ball 350 yards. And they're kind of freak shows like Tiger Woods was when he first came in. And I've got to think that younger generations who are growing up finding this to be super entertaining and fascinating will stick with
3: this. I think with the younger generations, that's a great point because you brought up Tiger and also Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, and that's what really brought me into baseball. I was, I don't know, eight or nine years old around the time that that home run race was happening, and I was playing baseball as a kid, but I never really was watching games or anything, and this is something that truly brought the excitement. So I can see that in the younger generation being – all right, we we saw this as we were growing up and how amazing this was as kids. And now I'm just hooked by the product. So this could be a great way for new young fans of the NBA, which they're going to get anyways because... In the NBA, you're allowed to have a personality and be yourself a little bit more in other sports, I think. So I think the younger generations are going to be attracted to that. And also, this team has just been ridiculous.
4: I think the way they've built their roster and have come to being such a popular and good team, you know, they drafted all of their big three. They didn't go out and get free agents. They didn't, I mean, the free agents they got are their guys in their bench. I think because they've kind of done it their own way, they're an exciting team. I mean, they're creating ways to win by just shooting like teams before said oh you can't you can't just be a three-point shooting team you know you have to have other portions of your game or you know you'll never be the best if you can only shoot from three and I mean Steph Curry is demolishing that thought basically every week when he goes out there every game so they're playing such an exciting brand of basketball that I don't think this is going to be like I don't want to watch the Warriors anymore the Warriors and they're kind of hateable like they've also got that draymond Green guy who people are he's polarizing people want to not like him so if it was just boring uh, these guys have no personality it's just Steph Curry it's just, everything about them is either exciting or hateworthy so that really makes for a, a product that can last I think and have longevity
2: eight oh three oh five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty if you were the person that was totally against NBA basketball. If you said to your friends who like the NBA, guys, they travel too much. And then you saw the Warriors playing and... You said, All right, I've got to watch this. I've got to see this freak show, this team that passes the ball around so well, this dominant team, goes 73 and nine. Steph Curry, the MVP of the league, shooting 800 plus three pointers, which has just never even come close to being done before. A player that could shoot that well so often, off balance from way out, just over half court, he can make it. Every time, one of my favorite things in basketball is at the end of a half when somebody just throws it at the basket for no reason you have to watch every time curry does it because it might go in it's like just usually it's just the, it goes the buzzer goes off and it just launching down the court it, it doesn't even it comes close it come close and hits the guy with the uh, the little mop that's clearing up the, the wet spots on the floor. Right. But with him, you even have to watch that because he might make it. And it's I think it's brought in, and the evidence is there for the TV ratings, that it has brought in a lot of people. So if you're that person who has just joined in this run with the Warriors to watch because you found it entertaining, you don't have to even be a fan of the Warriors just because you thought it would be interesting, will you stick with it if they win again, what's the next challenge? And and also I want to talk about this with the Warriors. 8030550 is the number, 1888-550-2550. Because it's it just right on cue. Anytime you talk about the Warriors, someone chimes in, and this is the text line with they're a cute story, but they're a gimmick. Now, seventy-three and nine, two times beating LeBron James in the NBA finals, had to beat Durant and Westbrook to get here. Two very likely Hall of Fame players. And maybe Durant could be an all-time great player, depending on what happens with him going forward. Because I think right now, he doesn't get the basketball enough because Russell Westbrook is shooting bad shots too often. So you beat LeBron James twice in the NBA Finals. You go 73-9. and Will people finally have to admit, I think most people are on this case, but will people finally have to admit this is the best NBA team that's ever played?
3: I think that if you are of the minds that they are a gimmick and that it's not the way basketball was meant to be played and that they're just tossing up three-pointers and that's all that they do, I don't think you're ever going to change your mind about that. I, I also don't think you've watched.
2: In. I don't think you've watched, if that's what you think.
3: Yeah, you're pretty dug in. You, you may... You may have not watched. I've, like I've said, I haven't watched much. We were talking in there earlier, and you're, Nate's saying, oh, my, I really started to recognize basketball and follow along when I was like 13 or so, probably like when LeBron came in the league. And I was like, I became basketball cognizant about three weeks ago <laughs> because that's really when it started to happen for me. So I haven't watched a lot. But you can't argue with what this team has done. It's not like... They're not even in the Eastern Conference, which is a much weaker conference. They've done this in the Western Conference where they've faced the Spurs and beaten the Spurs, a team that's been dominant for a decade. And they, Like you said, the Thunder. The Thunder are a great team with two superstars on it, and these are the teams that they're beating multiple times in the regular season. The teams that they lost to were teams that they typically were playing down to, and it was kind of a shocking loss, like the Utah Jazz or someone random like that. So this team has been really tremendous, and the way that these guys shoot is ridiculous. And I can't really speak too much about how basketball is supposed to be played, but these guys are winning games, so does it matter? I think it's a good thing
2: and a bad thing for this conversation if they win because it's a good thing because we could debate it. Were they really better than this team or that team? But it also takes away from the storyline because they've got all the facts. They've got the record, 73 and 9. They've got the two championships. Curry's got the two MVPs. They go 73 and 9 and have the best record of all time. And then they beat really great teams on the way there, even with Steph Curry injured at a time. I mean, they've they've got the rundown of all the check marks that you could say. It isn't ambiguous. It isn't, well, they played with more heart or something. It's No, they've got the record. They've got the titles. And they didn't beat anybody soft. I mean, when you talk about... Uh, with Jordan and that team, it's the same thing. They didn't beat anybody soft. They beat Clyde Drexler, they beat Charles Barkley, they beat Karl Malone and John Stock, they beat great teams. Well, you're going to say the same thing for the Warriors. And the only argument that you might have is just the well, anything that happened before must be better than happened now. Like, if you said, well, Willie Mays is better than Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, that's probably true, but Mm. you, you would say, well, that's right, because you watched Willie Mays growing up, and you don't want to admit that this player could be just as good as your player. It's the same thing. It's You don't want to admit that this team can be just as good as the team that you grew up liking with the Lakers or with the the Chicago Bulls. And I, I think we all have the propensity to do that, but they're going to have all the facts, which makes it a little harder. If they lost to LeBron here, then next going into next year, it would be, can they win 73 again? Can they finally prove they're the best team of all time? Can they win the championship and finish the job? But now it's kind of like, are they the best team of all time? Well, yeah, I don't, it's almost like how, how do you say they're not unless you try to argue that basketball isn't that good now, which I would say it definitely is
3: good now. And you look at what they did down the stretch. They Down the stretch, it looked like they might have thrown it away. It looked like they almost were not going to reach that 73 mark. They had to play the Spurs twice down the stretch. And it, they're not just this team that is... Terrible! They're this team that has been just incredible throughout the whole season. Steph Curry is a maniac, even though his shoes might be a little—his nah, shoes might <laughs> old be old, a little meh. Nah, but he's they're dad just shoes. been, yeah. They're—they're they're definite dad shoes. Uh, it's, yeah. Howard Simon—is he gonna get a pair of those? You think?
2: Uh, I would say that's a lock. That's Howard a lock. already has—he already has old man shoes, though. He has. <laughs> There's a website, dadshoes.com, that oh, has really? his shoes as like the main picture. <laughs> and he didn't believe that his shoes were old man
3: shoes. Well, we can all confirm that in here. Eight
2: zero three zero five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. What are you thinking about the Warriors? If they win this title, are you going to stay on the run with them? Does it carry over for you? Are you back into the NBA? And. Is there, is there any argument left if they close out LeBron and the Cavs that they are the best? we got lots to talk about today. We'll take your phone calls. We also got, want to talk about longevity in sports and how it relates to one of the greatest passing away, Gordy Howe at the age of 88, Rex Ryan. Jim Kelly had some really interesting comments about Rex Ryan. Also, Ryan Fitzpatrick's situation. We'll talk with Joe Caparoso from TurnOnTheJets.com
3: at 1210. We'll head out to Ohio right now. We've got Don on. Don, how you doing?
0: Great. How about you?
3: Oh, Not bad. What's going on?
0: Enjoying listening. And uh, I'm a huge Warrior fan, been a Curry fan since Davidson. And uh, I, the Warriors, I, the thing I love about them the best is they decide the games on the floor. The refs aren't deciding. It's not like Jordan going to the line 20 times and Carl Malone and, Westbrook and Harden acting like they got fouled I mean they're deciding what they're shooting
2: you know Don I think that's one of the most attractive things about the Golden State Warriors to people who were out of the NBA because the isolation just alone with Kobe Bryant or LeBron James or going even back to to Jordan but Jordan was a figure that everybody wanted to watch the post-Jordan era of isolation to just, I think, made everyone hate basketball for a while, including, including me. My interest in it really waned for a while because it was exactly what you were saying. James Harden does it now, but there were so many guys, so many teams that were doing the isolate your best player, have him drive, have him get fouled, and just rinse and repeat throughout the whole game. It's, it, the, the excitement level is not just the three-pointers, but how well they pass the ball. How well they move the basketball? How well they've played defense on the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league. All of those things, Don, I, I think have brought a lot of people in. Were you a Warriors fan before, or a Curry fan before, or did you just jump in and enjoy watching the Warriors throughout this run?
0: Kind of followed uh, Curry when he was in college at Davidson, lighting him up in the tournament. And then, you know, when he got drafted and went to Golden State and they started picking up pieces, Clay Thompson and, I was, you know, dream on dream. You know, I was watching the draft when he got picked, and, you know, it just snowballed from there. But uh, greatest team of all time, in my opinion.
2: Thanks, Don. I appreciate the call. 803 550 888 If you're that person, if you are just jumping on in the Warriors, if they win, do you stay on? Is it like Tiger Woods? Is it like Mark McGuire? Do we think that it will carry over? All right, we want to get into the NHL, Stanley Cup Finals, and a conversation about longevity in hockey because the all-time poster boy for longevity, Gordie Howe, passed away yesterday at the age of 88. He played from the 40s until the 80s. How much does that matter when we're talking about legacy? We'll get into that next. 803-0550, 888 550 Also... Today is the Belmont Stakes, the third, uh, what do they call it? The third, what is jewel. it called? The third jewel of the Triple Crown. The third, no, it's not jewel, is it? I
3: thought is so. Is it really? Yeah, or so. it's either
2: okay. that or the third leg. Third leg, that's what I was looking for. Third leg of the Triple Crown. Which is weird, because
3: horses have four
2: legs. It is, wow, great observation, Ryan. Wonder why they call you Mel Piper. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so that's coming up, and Sal Capaccio and Dan Cave will be at the OTB on Whirly Drive, and they will have our friend Ryan Hasnauer throughout the day from Batavia Downs, and they will be talking horse racing, and uh, we'll chime in a little bit on that as well. And very soon, before we get uh, Joe Caparoso on, have a conversation about Rex Ryan and hot seats. All that coming up. Sports Talk Saturday, Matthew Collar, Ryan Gates, Nate Geary here on WGR. Tonight, that was a huge goal for us. We've been talking about getting the first goal.
1: You know, it was big to get it. We took a couple penalties in the first, which kind of took the momentum away, and they obviously scored on one of them. But, uh, you know, it was a step in the right direction from a
0: start point of view, and we got to continue to build on that.
2: That is San Jose Sharks head coach Pete DeBoer, Matthew Collar, Ryan Gates, and Nate Geary here on Sports Talk Saturday tomorrow night. I know, tonight, what do we got tonight? Nothing tonight, right? Nothing? Oh, there's OJ like soccer, 30 for 30. There's soccer uh, stuff. I'm going to be dialed into
4: the OJ 30 Guys, for 30. it's Keep Brady Suspended Night. I, I'm not sure Are what you else going? you've got going on. Are you going to Keep Brady Suspended I'm going to try. If
2: the weather holds up, I'm going to try to go. I have a wedding, so I can't go to Keep Brady Suspended Night, but I am DVRing the hell out of the OJ documentary. I want to watch every minute of that thing. The reviews that have come out have been Amazing. And they say it's must-watch. It's like nine hours long. It's a bunch of parts, so it's not going to be always the easiest. But I want to find time to watch the whole thing.
3: Yeah, I'm definitely going to be tuning in for that OJ documentary. I'm hoping I don't have the fancy DVR, so I'm hoping they'll have it on the On demand. This is not fancy. It's like pretty common. DVR, you know. You don't have DVR? I don't have DVR. Are you kidding? No Where is it? Like, is this
2: like 2002 where it would be like a fancy thing? Oh, six. It just comes with. What do you do? You watch TV on your Zune?
3: It's like. Oh, Zune. What is a Zune? I don't know oh. re- Is this an old this thing? Is I don't a remember. MP3 is player who like, oh, okay. tried to rival the yeah. iPod, I failed see. miserably. Oh, that's a
2: g- solid reference. I just didn't get it. But
3: uh, no, I just, you know, like. I don't watch. I don't watch a lot of TV. I'm not recording a lot of TV. If I'm watching TV, I'm watching live sports. I'm just surprised
2: uh, that you wouldn't have the option. I think most people have well, the. Well, I
3: have the option. I choose not. Oh, to Oh, so get you could it. do
2: it. You just don't. Well, you don't pay extra for it. Right. I see. I'm, I'm economical. Well, now that you work here, try. You could write off your taxes because you would say I have to watch TV for work. I can do that. Yes, you can. Oh. Well, you can write you can, a percentage. I'm going to bring my taxes yeah. to you. No, you can. no, don't take them to me. I use uh, Schmerbo schmacks. But uh, you yes. can, a percentage of it. You can't take the whole thing, but you can use a percentage of it, say that's you working from home. It's a home office thing. Well, a- oh, ask an yes, accountant absolutely. about it. All right, so uh, we've been talking about the Warriors and their legacy. And uh whether you're gonna stay with them because the ratings have been great, even here in Buffalo, it's a hockey town. Wanna ask you guys about longevity and the legacy of Gordie Howe. But first, a dude ran on the court last night with no shirt, like, like I wanna say the cops jeans. Like if when they arrest a guy on cops, they're always wearing these jeans. Mm. And I think he had like a he doesn't have like a real belt. It's like something tied around his. anyway. So he runs on the court. He gets decked by a cop, which was pretty fun to watch, but he wrote Trump sucks on his chest. If you were going to run on the court and have, I don't know, 20 million people see you, what would you write on your chest? Ooh, I would write, I think log off because you would, you know, it's going to be on Twitter all the time. So just log off or go bills, maybe go bills.
3: Delete your account. Delete your account, delete your is, your account. is a good one. Uh, I was going to go stone cold for president, probably. Stone cold, stone for, cold president. for president is probably what I would write on my chest. <laughs> I, a, I would never do
4: that. So. Well, no,
3: I would well, never this, do yeah, it no, either. Would, but this is I, all hypothetical. Yeah,
4: even in a hypothetical world, I just imagine the, the tackle, and I can't really handle another concussion. Oh, yeah, so. The, the, the tackle was pretty yeah, serious. He yeah, so really I don't decked want, that guy. I don't want anything to do with that. He
2: tracked him down from behind. Uh, so he decided to write that on his chest. I don't know. I think,
3: I he think really he really did some work on that. Trump sucks too. really colored it in nice and thick.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Um, but I, I mean, you're not really getting your message across with just sucks. I think you could do a little bit better there,
3: and but I don't think he had a lot of space to write his full criticisms. Of Trump. <laughs> I don't think he had, he had a lot of space bullet to do that. points
2: written in <laughs> tiny Pen? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. That, all right. Uh, so Gordie Howe passed away at the age of 88 yesterday, and this guy played from 1946 to 1980. Which is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And his legacy is about so many more things. It's about his toughness, it's about how he represented Hockey Town USA, it's about being Mr. Hockey. But I think a lot of it is that he played forever. When I was growing up as a hockey fan, what did you know about Gordie Howe? The Gordie Howe hat trick, and the guy played for an ungodly amount of time. His peak, he is the best player in the league. He's tough. He plays every game. He's leading the league in scoring for four straight years, always putting up huge scoring totals, 49 goals and 46 assists in one season. He's a winner. He's got all, all these things to his resume. But his legacy ends up being, I think, that he played for freaking ever. And I wonder about athletes who didn't play a very long time, who were super great. Like, if Gordie Howe had played six, eight years, something like that, and was this good for eight years, what's his legacy? I mean, it's probably that he was the greatest player for a generation or for a time, for that early time in the NHL. But I think with longevity, you have to have it in order to be considered. When we were naming, when Muhammad Ali passed away, and we're naming the greatest athletes of all time, the longevity point is,
3: I think, hugely important to being the greatest. I definitely think, because you are available for more fans to watch, obviously. And Gordie Howe played long enough to where he was on a line with his sons. Like, something like that is never, ever going to happen again. And we have, like, pretty much superhuman medical technology now that can make these guys into almost robots. And Gordie Howe was doing it probably just, you know. Drinking beer. Drinking smoking beer.
4: cigarettes on the bench probably. During intermission.
3: <laughs> and, like, you'll never just see anything. Playing with his sons. How cool is that? Like, that's an all-time dream. You know what
4: the cool thing to me is, too, is he, like, led the league a few years in penalty minutes. Like, imagine if he had just didn't have – I think he has like 1,700 penalty minutes over the course of his career. Imagine if he was on the ice for more of that time instead of in the box. Like, he could have... I had how many more points? Guy had eighteen hundred and fifty points over the course of his career, and then like Gretzky came and like demolished that in like
2: five years. But it's funny with his penalty minutes because you can sort of pick out, <clears throat> excuse me, pick out when people stopped messing with him. <laughs> like when people got the message, he had a hundred penalty minutes for a couple years, and then it goes down to forty. It's like, all right, everybody, let's not screw with that guy. There was a picture of what an opponent looked like after Gordie Howe had gotten into a fight with him the other day. And the NHL then, I kind of wish that I had seen it, not because I think it was anywhere close to the best era of hockey. Maybe some people would say that it was. But just when guys could come off the bench and have these huge brawls and to see sort of where it's changed and how it's grown today... um, that, that that would be fascinating. But with, with Gordie Howe, I think that becomes his legacy. And there's almost a part of me that wishes that it wasn't the thing that everyone thought of first, other than the Gordie Howe hat trick, is just, yeah, man, that guy played forever. And you know, i got to say, as I'm going through yesterday, and I'm listening to tributes to Gordie Howe, and I'm listening to former teammates talk about him, I don't want to say that he was uninteresting i but I the era that he played in we had so little knowledge of guys. there was and, no access to their personal lives and we'll never have another player that's like this that is thought of as being like perfection. It's always going to be, yeah, but he forgot to leave a tip at that restaurant that one time <laughs> and you know, a part of us, more access is amazing. We can watch Joe Pavelski and Joe Thornton play any night we want. We can watch the Warriors play any night we want. But it also leaves holes in the legacy, too. I mean, that that's the thing where Muhammad Ali may have changed that, is that he was so accessible and he was so in the media and so much was written and documentaries were done about him that for even us guys who didn't see him fight, that we knew a lot about him. And with Gordie Howe, I feel like I just almost know nothing other than those things and other than him just being Mr. Hockey. And even when we get a hold of some of his teammates that played with him or some, it's like the legacy is not fully filled out, who he was, what he did, because there was just so little written, so little coverage, so little that's there on paper that you can Google and look at his Wikipedia page and go back and find and... I don't know. I mean, in a way, that's good. Like, if you're him especially, that's good because your legacy stays intact. But for us, it's... I kind of want to know... What else was there? What else was there to talk about with, with Gordie Howe? What's the interesting part? What's the controversial part? Maybe there's nothing, but I guess comparing it to Muhammad Ali, who passed away recently, there were so many things to talk about, so many different angles to his legacy. And with
3: Gordie Howe, it's... Hey, this guy was just great, and that's all we really know about him. This guy is great. He played into his 50s. Everyone who's ever talked about him—fans, players, coaches, commentators—all talk about how he was a super nice guy. Yesterday, we got a story from a fan who said he had met him, and he tried—I forget the other player who the other player was—but he tried to get an autograph from another player, and the other player denied him. And Gordy Howe grabbed this kid took him onto the team bus, went to the player, and said, hey, did you sign this kid's hockey card? And the guy was <laughs> like, no. And he's like, well, you're going to do it. Because that's how Gordy Howe was, I guess. And you hear these stories about him going into the corner. I forget the the player that was quoted this. He said, you went to the corner and battled with Gordy Howe. It was like battling a telephone pole. That was <laughs> the same thing. You weren't moving him. You weren't moving him. And it's funny to say because he was known as Mr. Elbows and all of this stuff and how the game is played today and if he would be considered like a dirty player in today's game you know it's that's that's maybe the controversial part was that he kind of had that kind of edge to him where it's like bobby clark bobby clark is known for that edge and Gordy Howe's also known for it, but he's more celebrated for it than Bobby Clark, who's like, oh, Bobby Clark, he was a dirtbag, and Gordy Howe's like, oh, that's awesome, Gordy <laughs> Howe throwing elbows.
2: Well, I think part of that is the Clark hit on the Russian guy with his stick. Yeah, but that I that think was most people really feel bad. like there is, is there bad. is even a line, a line yeah, right. when, uh, even when it was old school hockey. 803 Even when you
3: were fighting commies. Yes, even when...
2: <laughs> Eight oh three oh five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. A lot on the table today. At noon, we're going to get into Rex Ryan and the idea of the hot seat. Because actually, the guy who brought it up was really surprising. It was Jim Kelly brought up the idea of the hot seat for Rex Ryan. We want to talk about that. And when we come back, I want to ask you guys about how you play street ball. I've been playing some street ball lately, and there's different kinds of players. I want to ask what kind of player you guys are also got a thought on the warriors Are you staying in eight oh three oh five fifty if they win, are you done with basketball and you say that was fun or are you locked in? Are you back on with basketball? It seems that the ratings suggest that more people are on basketball than they ever have been around here at least and I want to know if those people are going to hang in, if the Warriors close it out, or if you sort of close the door on liking the Warriors. 803-0550, 1-888-550-2550. Matthew Collard, Ryan Gates, Nate Geary here on WGR.
3: We, as a team, had to understand that, yeah, we were a little lackadaisical, um, didn't really show up, and myself included in that. And... Today is a new day, a new opportunity. You know, a fresh start to come out and and get back to who we
2: are as a team on both ends of the floor and play with aggression and assertiveness and confidence. Steph Curry there, the Golden State Warriors defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers last night to take a three games to one lead. Sports Talk Saturday, Matthew Collar, Ryan Gates, and Nate Geary. I'm going to ask you guys about streetball in just a minute, but a couple of things on the table. We've got Rex conversation coming up, so if you want to get in, 803-0550, the phone number, but also talking about longevity and how important it is to you, because there have been some athletes that have had flashes in the pan, but they've been so great that I think they have their place in sports history as some of the greats. And the first one that comes to mind for me is Bo Jackson. That it wasn't long, but it was an injury, and I think we know what kind of baseball player he would have been, what kind of NFL player he would have been, and to no fault of his own, his legacy was cut short. But he is much deserving of being thought of as one of the greatest athletes of all time. But talking about that because of... Gordy Howe passing away at the age of 88. Also, the Warriors are you back in next year if they win or have you said, "Well, that was fun, and now I'm back to not really watching basketball." Or are you basketball is the man now? That basketball has for some people, I know, I don't know about surpassed hockey, but if the two are on, they're going to spend uh, a lot of time with the NBA because there isn't that much scoring in hockey these days. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the number one. eight eight five fifty two five
3: fifty. We're gonna head out to Rick in Buffalo. Rick, you're on WGR. How are you? Hit his button. Oh yeah! Wow. That's what happens when you're producer. There you there, go. There's Rick.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm saying the difference between Clark and Howe was Clark was a cheap shot, a cheap-shooting punk. He'd start the fight, then he'd he'd run away and then Schultz, Selesky. Uh, Kelly, DuPont, they would do the fighting for him. Nobody ever heard that Howe was dirty. They just said he was one tough son of a gun. And he, he never, you know, if, he, if somebody got hit cheap, he went after him. Maybe not that game, maybe not even that season, maybe the next year. But he got him. But he he, he did his own fighting. He didn't run away like Bobby Clark. Bobby Clark's a punk.
2: Rick, what do you think the legacy of Gordy Howe is?
1: Uh, you know, I hear things about the all-time greatest. I think it's down to him and Gretzky. I see more of Gretzky than I did of Howe, but they were both great players. Same like, you know, it's a lot like the later players, because I hear stuff about Michael Jordan being the greatest or LeBron James. How can anybody be better than, let's say, uh, uh, Kareem Jabbar or Will Chamberlain? I mean, the guy averaged like 58 points and 30-some rebounds. And I, I was never like about the greatest. I was never a big Michael Jordan. I know he won six championships. But he can't tell me, nobody can tell me he's better than Jabbar or Chamberlain. And in this case, I think the only two that I could tell is uh, Howe and Gretzky.
2: All right, thanks, Rick. I appreciate the call. Eight zero three zero five fifty one 550 Hold on, I'm going to count something up on the radio. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, Jordan led the league in scoring 10 times in his career and won six championships and went six for six with MVPs. I think he's got a pretty good case, but I I understand we went through this a little bit before about players that you saw growing up, you have a different view of them than you do players that, you know, maybe you didn't see at all or players that are playing currently because for, for someone like me, like Jabbar is the all time scorer and deserves every bit of credit. But, I mean, with Chamberlain played, the league is barely a league. And that's a little bit of when you we're talking about Gordy Howe, too, but he plays through every era, and he was good in every era. So you can't say, well, he was just a product of it barely being hockey yet. But, I mean, with basketball, what's funny about this is where statistics play a part in it, too, and maybe ruin these conversations. But Will Chamberlain, in terms of percentage of shots that he actually got the rebound— is not even as high as Dennis Rodman. The game just changed so much. In the 90s, scoring 35 points a game when a lot of the scores were 88 to 79 is much more impressive or just as impressive as Will Chamberlain scoring 45 points when the score was 150 to 120. It's, I know, it's one of those things where you go, How good is this player? And you go, Click, click, click. Oh, we've got it. And it kind of ruins some of that conversation. But anyway, I, I think the way you view the greatest of all time is kind of depends on just how old you are and when you grew up. Because I would have a tough time. There are, there are, I'm sure there are people who grew up watching Magic and Bird who would say there was nobody better. And I would say, I have a tough time saying there's anybody better than Jordan. Maybe people growing up now will say, I have a tough time saying there's anybody better than Curry or LeBron.
3: Well, it's when you're younger, you you look at these guys and you kind of put them up on a pedestal. You idolize them. You want to be like them. They're your heroes. And then you start growing up and you've got your own life, your own job, all of this stuff. And you're not idolizing these guys. You respect them because they're incredible at what they do and they're just great at their craft. But it's not the same level of idolization. Like, you can look at Jack Eichel. For me, he's... Five years younger than I hmm, am, yeah, and I—he's yeah. gonna be a tremendous player. Connor McDavid, same way—they're gonna be tremendous players. But I don't idolize these players like I idolized even uh, players that weren't that great on the Sabers, like um, a Max Afenigwono. I thought he was an incredible player. Loved the way that he played. But it's just the way that you view players changes as you grow up over time. All right, guys,
2: do you do you guys play street ball at Occasionally? all? Occasionally. Nate, I'm an oh, occasional baller. I love street ball all the time, love it. All right, so I didn't play any sort of street ball for a really long time, like when I was in college, yeah, but then just for the most part, like I'm a grown up. And I, but then when I moved, I moved real close to a park. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go hoop, but I never, I didn't plan on getting into games. I just thought I would just shoot around, but of course, if you're there and you're okay, we got seven we need an eighth come on over and i don't want to be like that guy's like no guys i'm just working on my free throw <laughs> when it comes to street hooping i've determined that there are like four or five different kinds of people i like to distribute the basketball let's let everybody have the ball a little if we're down i'll try to make a shot from outside or something like that but i, I want all right let's uh this kid he hasn't gotten the ball yet let's not have anybody just run around not doing nothing and I that and I like to be the point guard so I can pass the ball to everybody and then you know shoot every once in a while when I feel like it. That's me. What kind of street baller are you guys?
4: well, me, I like to present the element of surprise. Uh, <laughs> I-
2: uh, okay, you, you write Trump sucks on your <laughs> chest and run across the floor in jeans. No, what that happens is them. early,
4: I, especially because most times for whatever reason, I, six feet, usually I'm, I'm usually like the tallest everywhere I go, except for when I'm playing basketball, and it seems like everyone's taller than me. So I end up running point. So to start, I always start dribbling with my left hand to give my opponent the idea that I have a left hand, which I <laughs> do wow. not. Like I cannot dribble with my left hand. So like I give him that false sense of okay, well I got to guard. This this kid both ways, and then I just start ripping him right until he turns me off. That and then I just okay, I stop so playing.
2: you're like way overthinking it, guy who's trying to be like in the
4: oh, no, yeah, knows. no, I it's I, that's, that's what strategy. It like. it's
2: strategy. Strategy, how about yeah. you?
3: Yeah, I am uh, the straight heart and soul of <laughs> the street ball team, the guy. Draymond Green. Yeah, of I'm the, the team? Draymond Green, I'm down low, you know, I'm not a great shooter, not a great dribbler, not really good at none of basketball the, yeah, skills, none of the basketball
4: thing. Yeah. Are you are you fl- legger and foul guy, because no fouls are called. Like, are you the guy that like will tear someone down? Oh, trying that's to. That's another. That's
2: before we get to break. Do you call? F- I will if somebody gets me. Like I won't mostly, but if they get me good, if I'm going up for a shot and you can hear the, then I say it's a foul. I never yeah. call fouls. You never call fouls. I I just don't. I will call it if you can hear it. If other people can hear it, then I'll call it.
3: <laughs> I'll I'll call it because it's it's it is part of the game, you know and. I, as heart and soul of the street ball team, will take my shots at people as well. I'm not gonna go full out hack, but you know, I always I'm make them. There are make dirty. Tough shots. There
2: are people who are dirty though. You get on the no floor with somebody who's dirty. Yeah.
3: I always
4: found that if you're playing with guys who are really good, that when you don't call fouls on obvious fouls, they like give you kind of like a little bit of respect. Like they're like, "Oh, that kid, he's not as good, <laughs> but you know what? He's not gonna <laughs> call right. fouls." You get a right. like a little
2: street cred that he's way. Not soft. Yeah, exactly. All right. We're going to get into a conversation about Rex when we come back. Eight oh three oh five fifty, the number. Hot seats, Rex. Also talking legacies and how we view Gordie Howe's legacy. And we'll talk with Joe Caparoso of TurnOnTheJets.com. He is going to talk to us about Ryan Fitzpatrick and Rex coming up in about 10 minutes. Matthew Collar, Ryan Gates, and Nate Geary here at Sports Talk Saturday on WGR.